Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Mark 16. The angel said to them, don't be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who is crucified. He's risen. He's not here. Please be seated. Dear friends of Christ, this morning as we celebrate Easter, I want, to put, I want you to put yourself into the hearts and the minds of the witnesses of the resurrection that Easter morning. Those witnesses who just days before had watched him suffer and die. I mean, what was, what was his mother thinking? What was Mary thinking as she stood beneath the cross? What was she thinking that morning when she woke up and her son was gone? Uh, what, were, what was she feeling? What were, what were the disciples feeling? What were all of Jesus' followers feeling? Well, on Sunday morning, they woke up. Nothing had changed. He was still dead. Nothing had changed yet. They were depressed. They were grieving. They were disappointed. Their eyes were swollen. Jesus was dead. God was dead. And how are they going to get along without Him? I mean, they'd put all their hope in Him. They believed in Him to be the long-awaited Messiah, dead. What's next? Believe in something different? Choose another religion? But what? And in the midst of their confusion, Jesus comes to set them free. In the midst of all that confusion and chaos, Jesus comes to set them free from their fears and all the concerns that they have. Jesus comes so that they might believe and be saved. And He comes to prove His words. I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in Me will live even though He dies And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. He is alive and he is to be worshipped and he is to be adored for all eternity. Christ is risen. And by Sunday evening, these sobbing women weren't sobbing anymore. They were fearlessly proclaiming that Jesus was Lord and Jesus was alive. What a difference a day makes. And that's our theme. What a difference this day makes. Jesus loved his disciples. You know, he really did. He told them in John 14 the tough things that they'd be having to endure. He warned them about the bloodiness of the cross and his, and his terrible death. But he wanted them, he wanted to show them the truth. It just wasn't time. They weren't ready for the truth. Um, you know, are you ready for the truth? Eh, they weren't. They weren't ready for the truth. They had to wait three days. But boy, what a doozy of a day that was. When they finally got to hear that Christ had fulfilled Scripture. Mary Magdalene was there. Uh, He first appeared to Mary Magdalene. You remember the scene. She had been crying. Her eyes are red, swollen, probably not seeing very well. And she went to the tomb and she hears her name. Jesus calls her name. Mary. I want you to know the resurrection's personal. You can put your name in there. I'm alive for you. Mary, I broke the bonds of death for you. 
This is your victory. The empty tomb's for you. Because I live, I'm going to live in you, Mary. You belong to me. I'm your God. I'm not dead. I rose from the grave and I'll be with you to the very end of the age and I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you, Mary. You're my own. And Jesus comes to you to make that same promise to you on this Resurrection Easter Sunday as well. And with His life, He comes to, to your life to put away all your fears. Oh, I know, you still have your fears. We all have our pet fears, our pet worries, the things that we're concerned about. But gone should be the fear of what's going to happen to us after we die. In our Easter sunrise service, we talked about the New Jerusalem. And one day we will be in the kingdom of God, dwelling in perfection for all eternity. We know what's going to happen to us. We get our bodies back. It all turns out okay. Not just okay, it turns out spectacularly. I don't know what you're dealing with today, but you have a spectacular future. Because Christ is alive. If He'd have stayed in the grave, none of this would be possible. But with His resurrection, everything is true. And His resurrection makes it personal. It's all true for you. And put your name there. The resurrection is for Paul. What a difference this day makes. Gone is a fear of worry, not only of what's going to happen when we die. Gone is also the fear of the worry of, am I acceptable to God? That was Martin Luther's big fear. He knew he was a sinner. God, Martin Luther knew what God does to sinners. He punishes them. And Martin Luther was always saying, I'm not acceptable. I'm not acceptable. I have too many sins. Gone are those days. Why? Because Christ Jesus is alive. What does that mean? The righteousness of God lives in you. What is righteousness? His holiness. Jesus is God. God is alive. God lives in you. God is holy. And where the holy God lives, sin can't because He dispels the wickedness if He lives in you. And that's why you come and you receive the Lord's Supper here on Easter Sunday and you take the body and you take the blood and you, you receive it for the forgiveness of your sins and all the sin is dispelled and the holiness of God enters into you. His body and His blood lives in you. And you say, there's no way His body can live in me. There's no way His body can live in me. He's God. He's alive. He conquered death. He ascended into heaven. In His body, He's ever-present. Oh, I think He can live in you. I think He's got that figured out. Easter's personal. Remember what Jesus told Mary when her brother died, that he was a resurrection in life? 
he said, don't worry, I'm going to raise your brother Lazarus. Oh no, he's been dead for four days, don't raise him now, he's going to smell. And Jesus said, no Mary, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Mary, do you believe this? Then why are you worried? The resurrection is the death of fear. The resurrection is the death of worry. This day changes everything. If we live as though we believe in it, this day makes all the difference in the world. Because we're not going to live in eternal death. We live in eternal life. And of course, for the people of God, we say yes, 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 a resounding yes, I know that. That's why we're here this morning. What a difference this day makes. Christ is risen. And we celebrate that, but let's learn more about Easter Sunday. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who's going to roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? So as they get to the tomb, the women are filled with anxiety and worry and concern. Are you ever filled with anxiety and worry and concern? What is your anxiety and worry and concern in this life? Well, the women didn't get it. They were filled with anxiety and worry and concern. You can almost hear their sense of fear in the words, Who will roll away the stone? We're going to get there. What are we going to do with the stone? What are we going to do with the stone? What if we can't get into the tomb? What if they won't let us see Jesus' body? What if they don't give us permission to roll the stone away? Life is filled with what-ifs. What if, what if there's fear in your life? What if there's COVID? What if there's suffering and pain and death? What if you lose your job? What if there are broken relationships? What if there are things to worry about? What if a family member dies? What if the economy collapses? What if I continue to live in this life always unhappy? What if I'm always going to live in pain? What if? And still... All these what-ifs pale in comparison to the greatest fear that could ever come into our lives. What if? What if Jesus had never risen from the dead? Paul considers that in the resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15. What if there is no resurrection? Well, then we are to be pitied more than all men because we're believing a lie but he is risen I have seen him Paul says I saw him I've seen him he's alive we don't have to be pitied we're the ones with the message we're the ones with the truth what if what if he didn't really rise have you ever considered that what if what if you're here this morning just wasting your time? What if we're here, we're all believing a lie, and, 
And there are a lot of people who believe that what if. It's called unbelief. And they've considered it, and many believe it. Jesus didn't die. Jesus didn't rise. And it's becoming an ever-increasing group in the world. Jesus never lived. Boy, they need to read their history. People deny all that, and that's what unbelievers do. Does the fear of that question burden your faith? Did he rise from the dead? Is he God? What if? The fears of the what if? What if he didn't rise? What if he isn't what he said? Think of how much of your life is fueled by the fears, the worries, the concerns. You lock your doors because you don't want anybody to sneak in at night. You lock your car to keep it safe from thieves. Fear. You go to work every day because if you skip work, you're scared they'll fire you. You raise your children well. And you spend a whole lot of effort raising your kids because if you don't raise your kids, you're scared what might happen to them. And justifiably so in our world today. Listen, if, if you... If I weren't a Christian, I'd live in constant fear. If I weren't a Christian, I'd live in constant fear about everything. Because I'd have no certainty, I'd have no future, I'd have, I'd have no, no forgiveness, there'd be no heaven, there'd be no hope. I can see myself having all the same concerns and worries and fears that the women had as they approached that tomb that Easter morning. And they revealed their fears. Who will roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb? And how did Jesus deal with their fear? He made sure the stone was rolled away. And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right, dressed in a white robe. He was an angel. They were alarmed. At first they were terrified, their bodies paralyzed with fear. I can only imagine if I, had to see, if I were to see an angel, I believe in them, but I've never seen one. I can only imagine that I too would be terrified. Okay, who's going to roll away the stone? Oh dear, what are we going to do if the stone's not rolled? Okay, the stone's rolled away. Oh no, now we got a ghost. Oh no, oh dear, a ghost. More things to worry about, more concerns, more fears, more doubts. Have the fears of this world ever gripped your soul? Do you remember the fear you had when you almost died in a car accident? I've had a few of those. Do you remember if you've been a soldier, the fear on the field of battle? Do you remember a fear that you had before surgery or before a doctor's visit? Or the fear that you had as you watched a loved one suddenly die? How does this day change all that? How does this day make a difference? Why, is, why does this day make things different? You know, a retired pastor went to the doctor for some unusual pains he was having in his side, did a thorough examination, found out, yep, he had a fast-growing cancer. 
Nothing they could do, six weeks to live. For the next few days, all he could think of was, I have cancer. There's nothing I can do. I have six weeks left to live. How would you deal with all that? Well, the pastor decided he was going to read the Bible. It didn't help. All he could think of were the words, six more weeks. So he decided he'd pray. Didn't help. As he prayed, all he could think of was six more weeks. The fear of death gripped him. He was a man of faith. Couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Why couldn't he get past this and deal with it? Why was it so difficult? The tomb was empty. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. He knew the reality. But then he decided to meditate on Psalm 23, the psalm of death, how God leads us to the valley of the shadow of death. He sat down in his chair and he slowly repeated the phrase over and over again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. And later he wrote, suddenly my fears were gone. I threw my shoulders back and I laughed. I laughed and then I said out loud, I have six more weeks. I have six more weeks. What a difference a day makes. What a difference this day makes. Fears die with the resurrection of Jesus. And because of Christ's resurrection, these words mean something. Do not fear. That's what they, he told the women. Those three words are used 66 times in the ESV translation of the Bible. 66 times. Used 82 times. Fear not. Don't fear. Fear not. Similar message was left with the women who were there at the tomb Jesus didn't say, do not fear, and he said, did not say, fear not. He said, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Fear not. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene who was crucified. You expected to find him here? No, he's risen. He's not here. You can go see the place where they laid him. We're way past Good Friday. We're on to the victory stuff. Catch up. Catch up with the thing. Things are moving quick. Let's catch up. Keep up. Don't fall behind. Don't be alarmed. Oh, but they had so many fears. Who's going to roll away the stone? Oh, it's already rolled away. Oh, no, it's a ghost. No, it's an angel. Do not fear. Christ is alive. Rolled away the stone. How does the Lord resolve your fears? You ever thought about that? What has the Lord done to resolve your fears so you don't have to worry? So that you can trust in Him and depend on Him and live your life worry-free? How does the Lord quiet your soul? How does this day make a difference in how you live your life? He gives you the victory is empty tomb. What a difference this day makes. Um, old Luthenauer preacher, wham, Walter A. Meyer. 
Some of you are old enough maybe to have heard him preach on the radio. What a man of God. He once gave an Easter sermon and telling about a devout young woman who had just gone off to college. And However, at college, her professors, even back in that day, challenged her faith. In fact, the professors shook her faith to the core. She began to doubt. She began to question, is the Bible true? Had she been believing a lie? Had Jesus really stayed dead? Was Jesus not the Savior of the world who He claimed to be? And if not, what then? Believe something different? What? Believe in a different religion? Which one? Believe in something else? She wanted assurance. Well, listen to Jesus this morning. Jesus predicted before his death all this would take place. I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die, and I'm going to rise. And when I rise, that's the proof. When I rise, you don't have to ask the question, did it really happen? I said it would happen ahead of time. The prophets long ago said Christ would suffer, Christ would die, and Christ would rise. When I come from the grave, that's the proof. What do you mean you want proof? The tomb is empty. Jesus was truthful to his disciples. He let them know exactly what was going to take place. And 700 years before the event, 750 years, Isaiah prophesied it. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they, the disciples, did not understand what he meant because they were afraid to ask him about it. What a difference this day makes! It takes away all the fears, it takes away all the concerns, it takes away all the doubts. Jesus did what he said. Do you know that Jesus' brothers and sisters didn't even believe in him? When Jesus was going around talking about being the Christ and the Messiah and God, they all thought he was nuts. They tried shutting him up. Oh, please, Jesus, you're embarrassing yourself. claims to be God. They didn't believe in him until he died and rose again. No, they were believers after that. Then they believed. James doesn't call Jesus his brother. James calls Jesus his master. I'm the servant of the Lord God. What a difference this day makes. Because of Christ's resurrection, these words mean something. Don't fear. Don't fear death. Fear dies with the resurrection. Death dies with Jesus. Sin dies with Jesus. What a difference this day makes. Now, Russian women visited one of our mission churches, our LCMS mission churches in Siberia, and she'd always been deathly afraid of death because when she was eight years old, she asked her mother, what happens to our bodies when we die? And her mother, being a devout atheist in Russia, said, well, your body will be eaten by worms, and that's it. 
You can imagine the joy this woman had when she was baptized into Christ's death and resurrection that day. She now lives in the comfort of His resurrection. Jesus said before His death, Before long the world will not see me anymore, but you'll see me because I, because I live, so also will you live. The words are clear. The promise is assured. It's simple. And what a resurrection promise. Did Jesus rise? You will too. Because of Jesus' resurrection, the fear of death died. The women came to the tomb, all kinds of fears, all kinds of worries, concerns. They left the tomb with the reality of the resurrection. Does the reality of the resurrection settle in with you? Does it resonate? The empty tomb, the victory, the forgiveness of sins, to give Him your fears and your worries and boldly proclaim Christ is risen. And what a difference this day makes. Amen.